Hello and welcome to Listen Up. I'm Mr. I, back with another listener request. So, thank you to whoever it was that sent me this. I am always happy for requests. Uh, Tell me what you think I should talk about. I can talk about almost anything. I'm good at that. Sometimes I have a lot to say, and sometimes not a whole lot about a certain topic, but I will try, and I will talk about whatever it is that you want me to talk about. You can send your requests through the website. Um, If you are my student, you know my email address. You can send an email request, or you can send a request on Twitter. The podcast's Twitter handle is at ListenUpWithMrI. L-I-S-T-E-N-U-P-W-I-T-H-M-R-I. Listen up with Mr. I, all one big long string. It's also on the uh, website. So if you go to the website, you can find the Twitter there as well. So today, I'm going to talk about my daughter. This was the request. And I'll be honest, it's a little bit of a difficult topic. Not for any bad reasons, nothing wrong. I I love my daughter. Things are great. But it's because I decided when my daughter was born that I would not share any information about her without her permission. So I'll talk about her, but not in a lot of detail. I'll use very general terms. I won't go into any, any specifics. So yeah, just you'll have to deal with that. Another thing I have never done is I have never shared her name on places like Facebook, social, other social media sites. And I will continue that here. I'm sorry, but I'm just not going to use her name on the podcast. Um, To make it easier, instead of saying my daughter, my daughter, my daughter over and over again, and to not use her name, I will just use L. You can guess... You can imagine what her name might be, but you will just have to live without knowing what it actually is. So, Elle was born when I was 36 years old and living in Saitama. Now, my wife is from Hokkaido. She was born and raised there. She didn't move away from Hokkaido until she was about 30 years old. But we never even thought about my wife going back to Hokkaido to give birth. You know, there was going to be no Satogairi Shusan for L. Now, there were a few reasons. I mean, the first reason was that there was just no way that it would have worked for me. I was working full-time at a university, and, I mean, I guess it would have been possible to work out the time off for the actual birth. It would not have been easy. So, That was one reason. Another reason that we didn't even think about my wife going to Hokkaido is because my wife's family's house is not easy to get to without a car. And my wife, she doesn't drive. So going to the hospital to see the doctor, things like that, it just would not have been easy in any way at all. So my daughter, so Elle, was born in Saitama. And that is an interesting thing to me. So, by a lot of Japanese people's thinking, my daughter is from Saitama. 
you know, she, she, her, her Shushin is Saitama, right? But we left Saitama before she was two years old. She doesn't really have any memories of Saitama. I mean, we show her pictures. She says she remembers it, but how much? I mean, she, she knows the pictures more than she knows the actual events. I mean, I'm kind of the same way. I was born in South Carolina, a state in the U.S., but my family also moved before I was two. So I don't have any real memories of South Carolina, even if that's what my passport says. My passport says I was born in South Carolina. That's true. But I don't, I don't remember South Carolina at all, only in pictures. And I always kind of laugh when I see Japanese people listed as being from Akita or Yamagata, you know, Yamagata Shushin, you know, the famous people. But then you go and look at them on Wikipedia, and it says they were born there because their mother was from there. You know, so they, they did a Sato Gairi Shusan. But they never actually lived in Akita, never actually lived in Yamagata. They're not from Akita. They're not from Yamagata in my way of thinking. To me, being born in a place doesn't make you from that place. Right? Just because you're born in Akita, you're not from Akita. That's not your shushin in my brain. My brain, you're from you're from where you lived as a kid. And so my daughter is not from Saitama, at least not in my mind. I don't think of her as being from Saitama. She was born in Saitama, yes, but she's not from there. Maybe, I guess it's better to say she's from Sendai. I mean, hopefully we'll be here long enough for her to feel like this is her hometown. It's another thing that's been interesting has been raising my daughter in an international family. So my wife speaks to Elle in Japanese, and I speak to Elle in English. And I only use English when I'm talking to her. Okay, well, that's not fully true. When she asks me to read a long picture book that's in Japanese, especially if it's the first time I've, I've read the book, I will read it to her in Japanese. It can be very hard to translate a book while I'm reading it. I mean, simple books that are, you know, just a few words on a page, that's easy. I can translate to English the first time, no problem. But, yeah, long picture books, that, the, it's the, that, that, that's the only time that I use Japanese with my daughter. And, you know, my daughter, Elle, she now understands both Japanese and English. Pretty much anything that either my wife says in Japanese or I say in English, my daughter understands. And Elle, she understands the difference. And she does a very good job switching back and forth between English and Japanese when she speaks. I mean, most of the time. I mean, sometimes she will mix the two languages into one sentences. So she'll say something like, uh, big one, kwareta no? So, something like that. You know, she'll use English and Japanese in the same sentence. She speaks Japanese probably more than she speaks English, but she has no problem using English. 
And that's something that's very important to me. I mean, I understand Japanese, but the rest of my family, the rest of Elle's family in the U.S. does not understand any Japanese at all. So I want Elle to be able to have a conversation with her grandmother and her aunt and her cousin in the U.S. And she's been doing very well recently when we call grandma on Skype, on the computer. And when she talks to her Gigi and Baba in Hokkaido, she knows to use mostly Japanese. You know, as a language teacher, this has been very interesting to watch how my own daughter's language is developing and when she uses which language. Sometimes she'll play by herself all in English. And sometimes it's a little bit Japanese. Sometimes it's a mix. You know, who knows? Maybe in the future she'll learn even more languages. Maybe she'll become an interpreter, a translator, something like that. Who knows? One more thing I can talk about is that... um, Well, a couple couple more things I'll talk about. So one, Elle, she is a very active child. She loves to go to the park. Now, I know I've mentioned it before... Her favorite thing at parks are the slides, so suberidai in Japanese. So we often try to decide which park we're going to go to on the weekend. We, we, we decide by which ones have the best slides. You know, and no matter how many times she tries, she loves the slides, but she just cannot come to like swings. So swings, buranko. She always wants to try, so she'll sit down on the swing, but after about two, three, maybe five seconds, nope, she's done. Time to get off. Now I wonder, will that ever change? I mean, I'm sure it will eventually, but maybe not. Maybe she'll just never really like swings. Maybe she'll always be a slide kid. And the last thing that I'll talk about that's been very interesting to watch is watching Elle draw pictures. She loves to draw. It's not the drawings themselves that I'm talking about. I mean, they are very cute, you know, little kid drawings. But what's very interesting to me is watching Elle decide which hand she will use to draw. Now, she is at the age where it should be clear which hand is dominant. Is she left-handed or right-handed? Hidarikiki, migikiki. But she just draws with whichever hand she feels like. Sometimes she will switch in the middle of a drawing. She will draw the left eye of the face with her left hand. And then she'll switch over and draw the right eye with her right hand. I mean, maybe she is truly ambidextrous. So ambidextrous, that's a big word. Ryoteikiki. Um, ambidextrous, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll probably see in the near future. And yeah, I guess that's about as much as I am really that I want to talk about uh, with my daughter. I mean, if you want to hear more, you will probably have to talk to me in person one day. Once that we can do that kind of thing, once we can see each other face to face. But right now we can't. So I guess you'll just have to live with this. You know, if you can talk to me in person, maybe I'll even show you a picture if you're lucky. 
So I think we'll end it there. Um, please remember, you can make requests or suggestions for an episode on the podcast website, or you can email me if you're a student of mine. You can send me requests on Twitter, uh, at listen up with Mr. I. Um, subscri- subscribe to the podcast. If you listen to podcasts regularly, if you have Apple Podcasts, if you have Spotify, those are the big ones, uh, you can get automatic updates. Stitcher, CastBox, Google Podcasts, those all work as well. So please subscribe to the podcast if you want automatic updates. And that is all for today. So I will see you next time. <laughs>